What's up, Grace Church? Hope you guys are doing great. Hope you guys are having an awesome week. And I know just it's, it's wonderful to be worshiping together. Uh, I know some of you are worshiping online with us. And gosh, I got to tell you, like, I hope to see you one day. I hope that at some point in time we can continue to transition back uh, to see each other's faces and worship together uh, here in Cinema World in the auditorium. It just is a wonderful, wonderful thing. But I know for some of you right now, worshiping online is where you're at. And that's great. Like, you are a part of us. Uh, but gosh, we have some exciting news. I don't know if you've driven by the church property this past week, but there are excavators and bulldozers out there, and so wonderful things happening. I mean, trees are falling, so uh, it's great, and so there's going to be so much progress that'll be very visible over these upcoming weeks, and so that just is wonderful. Uh, we'll be doing posts and videos and, and pictures and celebrating that about what God is doing. So the anticipated timeline is about a year, uh, hopefully a little bit less than a year. Uh, so if you're worshiping online and you're social distancing, I, I have a date with you in a year. Like, I, come on, grand opening, I've got to see you uh, kind of thing, and hopefully that'll take place. Uh, but this is just a wonderful time for us as a church. Uh, we are in a fantastic series on apologetics. Uh, we titled it Having Unshakable Truth where we get to defend our faith in this modern world. I, I, I believe it's absolutely important for us to have faith and to be strong in our faith and in our convictions and to be the light and the goodness to those who need it. And so today I'm going to be talking about one of the biggest debates uh, in our culture, in our society. It's the, the discussion between creation versus evolution. Uh, and I'm going to be talking about that, and I'm going to be talking about faith and science. And here's the reason why I want to talk about this, because I, I want to equip you I want to equip you. That's part of my calling is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And so I feel like for us, we should be sharing the love of Christ in the community in practical ways, but then also be able to have a conversation, to have a hard conversation, because I know it's difficult. It's difficult on both sides. It really is. And so I want to talk and talk openly and, and share my passions, my beliefs, because I love science. I absolutely love it. I adore it. I love learning. I love watching videos. And I just want to encourage you, you should continue to be learning. Like, we don't just say, oh, I only believe in God and, like, disregard everything else. No, no, no. Like, we can be educated and smart and have knowledge and, and have degrees and, and be part of lectures. Like, I, that's absolutely important. I love those things. But I also believe that faith and science are in unison with one another. They're not in contradiction, but they're in unison. But, but the reason I think that is because when I begin to think about faith in science and I go all the way back to the beginning, you ever wonder how did the universe begin? I mean, it, 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 for me, like I don't know what it's like for you, but I almost have this out-of-body type experience where, where I put my mind in a place and I'm going, how did the universe begin? Like, at the very beginning, what, did that, what does that look like? And so for me, you know, th there, there are incredible times where, where I'll be outside at night, you know, and, and, and there's not a lot of lights and, and, and ambient light, and I'll look up and I'll see the stars, and I'll just drift off, like, in, in mentally and, and, and spiritually and, and think about the universe and the galaxies and, and the, just the expanse of space. It just blows my mind to begin to ponder those things. And sometimes uh, we get lucky and we see a shooting star go through and we're like, oh my gosh, like make a wish. You know, you know it's, just, it's, it's so cool. But I find myself coming to this place just in wonder, going, where, when, how did all of this begin? And sometimes like that out-of-body experience, I'm just thinking and, and I literally will pinch myself. I'm like, nope, I'm real. 
I'm real. I'm here. If I cut myself, I bleed. I have breath in my lungs and my heart is beating and I'm real. And so I understand that there's faith in science but I, and I understand that there's recorded history that we get to read about people that they recorded and I understand that there's, there's a, a time before them. Thousands of years, tens of thousands, millions, billions of years. It's just where we go and we think. But there had to be a beginning, didn't there? A starting point. And so most people, most people do believe that there is an actual starting point. You know, there, there, and so different religions, different nations, different scientists, they believe a variety of different things could have happened. So for me, you know, as a Christian, I believe in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, that it says, By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That what we see did not come from anything that can be seen. But those that don't believe in God, obviously they're not going to include him into the description. And they don't see the Bible as a credible source. Uh, but for those of us that, that believe in God, that believe in Jesus have, and have the Holy Spirit, like, of course, we look to Scripture as God's Word. But those who don't, like, they're not going to talk about God, and they're not going to allow us to, to use Scripture as a reference. But for me, like, I have God. I've experienced God. I, I, I've had encounters with God. I believe in Jesus and who He is. I have the Holy Spirit inside of me. He speaks to me. He, when I do things that are sinful, He convicts me. He tells me, he reminds me, and when, when I'm going through times of struggle, of doubt and disbelief, and he comforts me, and he's there, and that is undeniable, and I just, I get to this place where I know that God is limitless. There is nothing that binds him or holds him back or holds him down, but this all had to start somewhere, right? Didn't it? When you, when you go back and you think it all had to start somewhere, so as a theologian, as a Bible scholar, as a Christian, I believe Genesis 1-1, when it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And so this is God and, and who he is because he's limitless and, and he's always existed. Like he, he can speak the universe into existence. And I believe Genesis 1 verse 2, it says, the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters and the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. So God creates matter gas and liquid and solids he creates all those things he, cre he creates the expanse of space he puts everything into motion as he designed and time that we see and and so the first thing that i want to begin to talk about and understand is that that creation versus evolution and 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 as this being a point and something that we've got to understand and be able to explain why 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 do i believe what i do believe and and so modern science has proven that the universe is expanding I, I don't know if you knew that or not, but it, like it, it and, and so I like that. I love science, and it's expanding. And, and so when you think about the expanding universe, you have if if you go back, if you if you retrace everything back to the beginning, we, we get to the point where we understand that the universe did have an absolute beginning. And so some say, at that time, at the beginning, there was a big bang, a big explosion, you know, expanse and. And, 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 but others say that God was there at the beginning, and he speaks things into existence. And so I believe in science. I also believe in God. But unfortunately, some scientists desire to remove God from the equation, from the realm of possibilities 
on how things started and how they began. And, and so they don't believe him. They don't believe in him. And so, of course, they're going to eliminate him from every single possibility, every single theory. But by believing in the Big Bang, uh, this is where I go a little bit science on you. Forgive me going a little bit geek this morning. But so by believing in the Big Bang, they actually are promoting a theory called self-creation. I don't know if you're aware of self-creation and what it is, but you, you, can, you can research it on your own. But self-creation is basically something that creates itself before there was nothing. And so, which by its, by its exact definition is impossible. Something can't create itself from nothing. Like that's just, it's, it's impossible to happen. But it would have to be before it was. I know, I'm sorry, like just uh, forgive me. But you can, you can look that up on your own. But the idea of self-creation, and so some, t- some scientists don't have any belief in God. So what they do is they develop theories that are void of him. And the self-creation is one of them. Like something created itself out of nothing before anything ever existed. Like, how, that, like that, that doesn't even make sense. But what's really going on, okay, please understand, at, at, at the core of this debate, at the core of this discussion, some scientists are trying to eliminate the possibility of there being a God. Th- that's at the core of this debate. We, we have to see that. We have to understand, you know, they'll talk about science and carbon dating and dinosaur. Like, I get it, but at the base of what it is, it is an attempt to remove God from culture, society, and from us. And so they don't have faith, and so they don't believe in God, and so they can't explain him. They don't understand him. They don't even try. So instead of being open to his existence, they eliminate him entirely. And if you've ever watched a scientist, you know, in any of these debates or videos and stuff, oftentimes you'll see those that believe in evolution, they revert to name-calling. So they're eliminating God, and in this discussion, they revert to name-calling, saying that those of us that believe in creation, that we're ignorant, we're irrational, we're dumb, we're naive. I mean, that's name-calling. So why would they revert to something like that? If what they say and do is so right and it's so true, why would they have to rely on something like that? It's because I believe that there still is this wrestling inside of them. They're trying to prove so badly, but there's this wrestling, this unsettledness inside of them. They'll deny it. I get it, and I totally understand. But here's the deal. I'm actually right. Uh, Christianity is true. I, I don't know where you're at in your faith, but we're not wrong. So that, that's why I have complete confidence in who I am and who God is and, and my faith in Christ. It's undeniable for me and maybe for you as well. So just because they don't believe it doesn't make me wrong. Uh, and, and so we've got to get that. And I get it. There's a lot of persuasion and a lot of numbers and millions and billions. And I, I, like I get it. It, it. it can be intimidating at times. But they think that everything has to have a scientific explanation. But please tell me, how does a butterfly fly? Please tell me. Please explain to me. Because in the law of aerodynamics, the butterfly should flutter straight to the ground and not be able to get back up and flutter anywhere. It just, I'm sorry, it doesn't make sense why it flies and and there are so many examples of this because and so we've got to we've got to get that we've got to understand that some things 
aren't going to make sense. How do you describe a medical miracle? How do you explain it? I mean, some of you have had medical miracles in your life. Some of you, your family members, friends, and it's... (laughs) You're living and breathing, and it's undeniable. You, you can believe what you want or whatever, but this, like, I, oh, like, I know that God did this. And bro, I, I, like, you meet people who have come back to life. You meet people that have experienced miracles. How do you explain that and describe it? Sometimes you just can't. I mean, there's been countless times when dead people have come back to life. I mean, countless times. And so I know like, it's difficult for our human brain to make sense of this. And the idea of God existing before anything, I mean, go there mentally. Like, it just, we don't get it. But that's more logical to me than spontaneous generation. It really is, because something coming from nothing. And so to me, there is a faith aspect of this, no doubt, undeniable. Uh, And so, but self-creation, like those scientists, they hold to a number of theories uh, the main one being that a, you know, uh, there's a big bang, single cell organisms develop into multi-cell organisms, uh, they evolve over billions and millions of years. Uh, after becoming multi-cell organisms, there are random mutations, which just FYI, the random mutations is what they use when they don't, re- the, the phrase that they use and when they don't really know or have an answer. Well, there must have been some sort of random mutation. Like the fish turned into a frog. How did the fish grow legs and grow, turned into a frog? Random mutation. So you don't really know. We don't. Like they don't. But they're filling in gaps with theories. I mean, and, and then the legs, and then like how did, how did the frog grow a trunk and turn into an elephant? Random mutation. How did it grow that long neck like a giraffe has? Again, random mutation. And, and so I just, for me, I, I believe in adaptation. And this is not me trying to take a lesser, like, like a, a less uh, scientific route. I believe in adaptation instead of evolution. I feel, I feel like uh, it's more plausible because when you have a species, there, there are species that, that they change, like they adapt to their culture and their environment versus evolution where they say, hey, you know, a, a, a species will change and, and morph and, and mutate, but they're developing new and different organiz- organs that can help them become a different species. And so I'm going, come on, really? But the problem with believing the theory of evolution is uh, it takes millions of years to prove. Those of you that are scientists, uh, you should know that no one has ever proven the theory of evolution to be true. Why? Because you're a scientist, you know. Anytime you have a, a lab or a test, you have to have something that's observable, you have to have something that's testable, you have to have something that's repeatable. So how can you repeat that over millions of years? They, they can't. Like, it's, it, like it's, in, it's impossible. But they feel like their theory is true and right, and it must be, and they fill in the gaps. Now, I don't know if, if I'd agree, you know, since the claim of, of random mutation is, is what they always use to fill in those gaps. Because it's, to me, it's not random. It is not random at all. And so the, the, the aspect of it not being random is where we dive back into Scripture. So Genesis 1.31, it says, God looked over all that he had made, and he saw that it was very good. And the, in the evening passed, and the morning came, making the sixth day. And so now you get into the idea of creation, 
right? The six days of creation. And, and so the Bible does refer to a day. And, and for us in our human brain, in our human brains and, and in, our in, in our own intellect, we go, oh, a day must have been 24-hour period of time. Now, some, some Christian scientists believe that the day was a 24-hour period of time. Uh, some do not believe that it was a literal 24 hours. And this is where you get into more of a Christian debate of an old earth versus new earth discussion. And so to me, just I, I have the microphone, I'm the pastor of the church, I get to tell you what I think, in my opinion. I actually am of the old earth mindset where a day could actually have been an era of time, an era, an expanse of time. How, how long, how wide, I don't know. But when you talk about thousands and tens of thousands, millions and billions, I'm going, sure, sure, why not? Why does a day have to be limited to 24 hours? Why couldn't it be you know, an expanse of time, an era, an extended period of time? Because, I mean, come on, let's be honest. We have to make allotment to fit the dinosaurs in. We do. And so what does that look like? And, and I get it. That there's things that I don't understand. It's beyond me. But one thing I know for sure is that there is a God, and I've experienced him, and he is real, and he's true. And, and he is the one that spoke things and created them. And science can't explain certain aspects of life. And so they develop theories and they fill in gaps. But just because they say it enough and they say it louder and they try and be very persuasive and they convince themselves that they're right doesn't actually make them right. And so I need you to get that. I need you to understand what we believe is true and it's right. And, but at its core evolutionists are simply trying to remove God from the scenario. And I, so I feel like we should be able to defend our faith. Are there aspects of faith? Yes, of course. But we should be able to defend that because all the things of God are impossible for us to, to defend or to explain or to comprehend. That's what makes him God and us his creation. And our, there's no way for our mind to be able to process it all. So I, I believe it's best to believe in both God and science. They're in unison with each other. It talks about this in Romans chapter 1, verse 20. It says, For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. So here's why we can't remove God from science. Because anything that has life has purpose, doesn't it? When you think about life, when you think about the plants, when you think about the animals, you know, and, and we even create songs like the circle of life, and you know, all, every single aspect has a purpose. And, and I love that. That's amazing. I mean, we have a reason for being we're not just taking up space. And, and so I believe that humans are more important than animals. I feel like we're special. Like I feel like we're significant. I feel like we have a purpose and we're designed for worship. That's the way God set us up. And because we all worship someone or something, that, that just is reality and who we are. So because we're made, in, in my second point, in the image of God. We are made in the image of God. In Genesis 1.27 says, So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. 
So we have souls. That's what makes us different. We have a conscience. Where's, where's my conscience? Like, is it up here in my left shoulder? Is it, is it over here? Like, if it, if it evolves, how, how would my conscience evolve from, from that? I mean, it, like, it's not physical. Like, I have a soul and a conscience and a spirit. Please describe those to me. Describe, put some scientific formula on my conscience. And so if you're, if you're talking, if you're ever talking to a person that believes in evolution, I, I, I absolutely believe that you should be polite. I think we can be firm and confident in our faith to be able to defend it. I think in, in our politeness, though, I think a fair question is to ask them where their conscience evolved from. Like, please tell me, please explain that one to me. That's a stumper to me. Like, where it could have evolved from. So, I mean, because our conscience allows us to determine right from wrong, doesn't it? And so let me just ask you a rhetorical question. Is it wrong to torture babies for fun? How would you answer that? Yes or no? Is it wrong to torture babies for fun? Yes. Please tell me that you would answer yes. Please tell me. Yes. It's wrong to torture babies for fun. How do you know? How do you know that? What determines that? It's our morality. It's part of our soul, our conscience and who we are. And so we understand the reality when we do things that are wrong. We feel it. That's called sin. Our sin separates us from God. We feel bad. We have remorse. We have pain. We hurt because we've disconnected ourselves from the one who created us. We feel that. How many times have you felt guilty and shameful for the things that you've done? It's because God gave us a soul and a spirit. He made us alive with a purpose. And so now fully we have to understand the magnitude. If we continue down this path of sin, we get to the point where our heart is so hardened. And sometimes the enemy even allows us to remain in the guilt and the shame and the hurt and the pain. And he uses those against us. But for those of us that have faith, and know that there's a God and he's our father. And our father has a, a one and only son and he's Jesus. Jesus came and eradicated all that. That's the beauty of having faith and science line up together. So we could be back in right relationship with our heavenly father. To live an abundant life. Worshipful of him and adoring him. And, and so pretty much it comes down to the understanding that there is good versus evil. There is God and the devil. There is sin and forgiveness. There is God before the beginning and an eternity at the end. We've got to get that. And so because I believe that, my faith does not make me ignorant. Uh, it, it doesn't make me blind, like an atheist would say and describe me. My, my faith is not mystical. It's not weak. It, it's not only based on tradition, but my faith is actually based on knowledge, it's based on experience, and it is based on trust, no doubt, undeniable, the faith aspect, but I know that God is real, and I know that his creation proves it, and so God's son, because of who he is, he, he was more than just a good guy, 
So when you talk to people about faith and evolution and creation, and you bring up the aspect of Jesus, Jesus is a historical figure. He's undeniable. But here's the reality. He's more than just a good guy. He's the savior of our souls. And there were eyewitnesses proving his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection. Undeniable. There's more historical evidence on Jesus and who he is as God's son than any other person in all of history. And so to say, oh, he's just a man, like he, he just was a teen. No way, are you kidding me? There's so much, so much proof. And so I experience God and who he is. I experience salvation through his son and forgiveness every single day for my sins. I experience the power of God's spirit that hovered over the water and the earth that, that he speaks. And, and we have that inside of us. And so for me, it's okay to believe in both faith and science. But I want to encourage you with all that I am as your pastor. I love you so much. We have got to stand firm in our faith. Because society and culture and academia and professors and, and scientists, they are trying to remove God from our education system. And they've done a very good job up to this point. And so I want to implore, like it is our responsibility as keepers of the faith to understand that we can defend our faith. We don't look like idiots. Our, 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 our debate is not weak. Our side is not just, oh, you know, they just are, are weak, so they have to rely on some other deity. No way. There are so many things that stack in our favor so we can stand strong. And so I just want to encourage you, as you're having these discussions, as you're researching, I want, I want you to research. I want you to, to take a look and, and understand and ponder. But please do this. Understand that there are people who don't yet have faith in God. They don't. And so our, our purpose is that hopefully one day we would be, be able to, to encourage them or talk to them, to love on them, to be the love of Christ to them. As we share our side intelligently, like I, I think it's great to have compassion, to stand firm with compassion. I, that, that, that's amazing. It's incredible to have both grace and truth on our side. And one final thing, we're right. We're right. And so we're on the right side. We're on the right team. And I hope that this was an encouragement with you, for you to embolden you, to stand firm in your faith. And so what I want to do is I just I want to pray for us. We need this. We need an understanding. So continue learning. Continue be, re, being reliant upon the Lord. But right now I want to pray for us. And ask, I ask that you would close your eyes and, and bow your head and go before the Lord. And, and so let's pray. God, right now uh, we adore you. Lord, thank you for being our Father and our Creator. And Lord, I, I just, I just want to say, God, this, this whole talk and this whole idea of understanding and creation and evolution, Lord, it, it's beyond us. It's beyond me. Uh, and so, Father, I thank you for being who you are. You know everything. And I wish, I wish that I did, but I don't. And God, I know every single one of us, we, we wish that we could make sense of certain things, but God, there are certain things we just don't get. And so, Lord, I pray that you would meet us in that place, in our wonder, in our doubt, in our, in, our, in our concerns. Lord, would you meet us in that place? Lord, even now, we just, we're wrestling. And so, God, I just pray that you would just have this divine encounter with us, that you would reveal to us who you are, Lord, that we would have another experience with you, your power, your miracles, your signs, your wonders where the dead are raised, the blind see. Something comes from nothing. 
and you speak it into existence. Lord, in your love for us, your passion for us, we just receive it right now. Thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for your son. Thank you for your spirit. And God, I pray that you would impart in us just this powerful level of faith and boldness that we don't have to cower in fear and to think that we're wrong. Lord, we're right. Thank you so much for choosing us, that we get to be with you and connected with you. Lord, we adore you. We love you. And Father, I also pray that you would give us opportunities to to share our faith, to show your love, to, to talk intelligently with our friends that might not believe the same way that we do. God, that you would empower us and embolden us in that moment. And Lord, I even even share uh, the the scripture where it says that that we are to give an account when asked or that you would put your words inside of us that it would it's not our argument or it's not our debate it's yours but god we put our faith in you and believe in you and would you use us as light to those who walk in darkness that you would give wisdom and knowledge to them that they would experience you through us that's powerful so significant. God, I love you. Thank you for being my creator. 